We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's hump day. Lucky Lefty Pac. As you can tell, my voice is still crazy, Left. Working through it. Just pushing through it. Brought to you by Anora Whiskey. AnoraWhiskey.com. It's that premium American whiskey. AnoraWhiskey.com. And if you drink, by all means, make sure that you do so. Responsibly. You got to do it responsibly. Today's show. We're going to talk about the defense. What's the defensive ceiling? How many stops per game do they need to get for Notre Dame to win games? And what are we looking at? We're going to talk about spring quarterback battles, Left. Mm. Will Notre Dame be one of those spring quarterback battles that leads to a transfer in May? There are about six or seven around the country. Will Notre Dame be part of those? Then on top of that, We'll hear from Thomas Harper, who joined the show left. And he gave us an update on what he thought the defense will be moving forward yep. based upon what he saw in the bowl game. So, LL question of the day. <laughs> Are you a steak and eggs guy? Are you a steak and eggs guy? Left, I can't do steak and eggs for breakfast. I'm sorry. Mm. I can't do it. It's just a weird combination to me. A weird combination. Yeah, it is. It's just a weird combination to me. Never heard of that before. I don't know. Like, I know a lot of people make the choice between what? Uh, French toast, pancakes, and waffles. And it's weird that some people don't like pancakes, some people don't like waffles, but man. I'm not a steak and egg guy. Mm. Not a steak and egg guy. <laughs> I'm not. I find that interesting because the steak and egg combination is a is a is a nice classic on a brunch type of Sunday. You know, you don't want to have it every day. But on a nice Sunday with some mimosas, some steak and eggs go well, but you got to have it around 11, 11.30. Not first thing in the morning. 
So it's about the time of the day. You would get it like late night or around that time instead of just like a normal breakfast. Yeah, if I'm going early morning breakfast, I do the bacon and eggs or something or maybe do a peanut butter and jelly and some fruit or something, you know, try to try to stay balanced but light. If I'm not mistaken, most steak and eggs are like T-bone in restaurants. Yeah, they're going to try to go all out with it. The problem is they make the steak bigger than the egg proportion. So mm. you got to get the hash browns and all the extra uh, the balance. See, you know who has a great balance? Waffle House. Waffle House has a great balance for the all-star breakfast. <laughs> Lucky Lucky Podcast. Apple Podcast, Spotify. Man, I sound crazy. CAB Nation, in conjunction with Irish Breakdown, all of our great content. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. We spin it different. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Left, what's your overall look at the Notre Dame defense going into the spring? I think it'll be a different look for our defense. I think it'll be something to where you're going to be in a position where the the secondary is the strength of the defense, and I think it's going to be from the back to the front heavy or strength instead of the front to the back heavy. First year, Marcus Freeman had a a really strong front seven. Now he has a very strong back end with a a great linebacking core that has a lot of potential and and has a high ceiling this year that, you know, I wouldn't say they're going to be at their peak this year, but you're going to see a a dynamic linebacking core that's going to make a lot of plays uh, due to the the fact that I personally would like to see the D-line 
make a big impact this year. I'm 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 saying that they're not the same with the, with uh without Isaiah Fowski. However, having that strong back end could definitely uh boost the overall defense from being a bend but not break. Uh I know we had a huge struggle with um stopping the the run last year giving up a bunch of 100 plus run yard games. Averaging that and limiting that is going to come through from tackling in space, which we have great linebacker athleticism this year, and also being able to uh, stop the line at the uh, stop the ball at the line of scrimmage coming from the secondary uh, support. So I do think the run support will be stronger, but coming from the linebacker and back end, and I think we will limit it under 100 yards, but it's going to be a different challenge. But I think it is the reverse this year. I think from the back end to the front is the strength, as opposed to the front to the back was the strength last year. Let me say something that I think most people might disagree with. J.D. Bertrand should be an All-American this year. Are you asking me? No, I'm just saying it. Like, look (laughs) – I need a hundred tackles because there's no excuses. You've been well, in the system for three years. Be become an impact player. Like if you're just going to be the smartest player on the field that gets everybody lined up, then we need to have superstars next to you. If you're going to be that dude, either you need to become a dude or you need to be surrounded by dudes. Yeah. That's huge for me. Yeah, I think uh, he's going to be surrounded by guys that's going to allow him to make plays. But JD's, uh, I think his best position is just being a a captain of the defense out there, getting guys in the right spots, um, forcing the tackle back to those younger players, knowing to play beforehand, helping guys get aligned. Uh, communicating on the field, things that you need as an ingredient to a great defense. Uh, and it's coming from not particularly the best player on the defense, but a player that without him being out there, you wouldn't be able to see the highlight of a guy like Isaiah Foskey, of a guy uh, uh, like a, a, a Prince Collie or a guy like Jalen Sneed or even Nolan Ziegler. I think the development will be accelerated with the experience of a J.D. Bertrand being in there communicating, maybe not as the best, like I said, player on the defense or the most athletic, but a a piece that you're going to need if you want a successful defense, especially playing late in the season. Something else that I think is going to be prevalent is the opportunity for young defensive backs to – Get a shot in the spring. Cam Hart is coming back from his injury. That means the other guys, the young guys, are going to get a lot of reps in the spring. You know, Brian Driscoll put a great stat in a story yesterday. I think the last five games that Cam and Benjamin Morrison played together as starters at the end of last year before Cam got hurt, they allowed – Notre Dame allowed 158 yards in the passing game, 5.5 yards per attempt, and held opponents to a passer rating of 
So that duo is pretty good. You have to replace Tariq Bracey in the nickel. You get Thomas Harper coming back or as a transfer. That's a nickel safety. What do you do with Clarence Lewis? Does he remain your third? He's not the type that you can put inside. So is he willing to only play 20 to 25 snaps? Or is he willing to move to safety and strengthen that, that group back there? So it, it'll be interesting to see how the reps in the spring benefit the overall squad defensively. Yeah, it's going to be a great spring to see where guys kind of best fit into the defense. I think it's good having Al Golden coming back uh, to get another year guys and see how they develop throughout uh, last season and the off season, but also be able to uh, fit guys in the places where, you know, the, the holes need to be filled. I think there's a lot of questions that surround um, particularly where the strength of the defense is going to come from. And I think it's going to be a lot closer to being answered. And knowing that the staff is more intact, I think Marcus Freeman feels way more comfortable with this coaching staff. Uh, defensively, and um, and having a second stab at it, man, I think there's a lot of hungry players, not just in the receiver room, but uh, from just the linebacking core that he's going to be in charge of, and I think uh, it's going to come together, but it's definitely going to be uh, something worth watching and how it develops, especially from certain key positions. I think that nickel position and the safety position are going to be huge for identifying who's going to be the thumper, who's going to be the the guy that you need to pass protection and who's the guy that can kind of be both. So um, the nickel's going to be great at, great at replacing. We have a lot of great options, and that's going to stem uh, to fitting in that linebacking core. Who can play well with those linebackers that are not only young, but you got some veteran in there, but you really want to see that pop this year. Young guys like Ryan Barnes and Chance Tucker, <clears throat> they'll get their opportunity to make plays and get in that too deep. They have to take advantage of the spring, man. This is it. You talk about quarterback battles. There are some battles on this roster defensively that could also lead to some transfers in May. So we'll see. Lucky lemon pie. I do think if you see some transfer happen, that's a good thing. You know, I think there's being clear transparency within the program, but also uh, guys acknowledging that, you know, the guy is taking the spot. And he's made it his own, especially if it happens in the spring. That's a good tell for the fall. They're going to be ready to play. Can Benjamin Morrison follow up his freshman year? Are you concerned with the expectations being raised for him? Fortunately, his expectations is at the right time with the expectations of the secondary and, and how they have progressed from last year and what we've seen and we're excited about the year before. So uh, not only is Benjamin Morrison under a heavier or higher expectation, but he's good, but he's good for it. Just like the rest of our secondary, especially with Cam come back, the unit is going to be experienced and also challenged with two of the three games, maybe possibly three of the three games we must win or have a really great chance of, of, of being in, in, in a position to win, that they're going to throw the football. And the one thing that we know is that 
the games that we've struggled in has been due to some of the pass protection. But I think that's going to be beefed up this year, and it's going to be a great challenge for a team that who are you going to go at? Are you going to go back at trying the fifth-year Cam Hart, or are you going to say let's stay away from the young All-American, or are you going to say let's let's try to test the inside? So I think there's going to be a lot of uh, coverage that we'll have in this secondary. But Benjamin Morrison is going to be obviously in in the the spotlight starting the year off, especially against teams like Ohio State and and then getting involved in uh, potentially being a uh, this is where he earns his draft pick, a draft stock. So it's a huge year for everybody. You know, I put Chancey Stuckey under the microscope offensively. Al Golden has to be under the microscope. He has to be. The one thing the Notre Dame defense does have is experience for the most part. You know, you lose Isaiah Foskey, you lose Jason Adamiola, Justin Adamiola, but you still have plenty of players coming back that played major snaps last year at every level. Al Golden tries to be super complicated in his defense left, but the more talent you get, (laughs) the more simple you should be in your calls. At least that's the way I see it. Yeah, I mean, you, as a defense or offensive coordinator, you want to challenge your guys to um, increase their football IQ as the season goes on. You believe they can handle it, especially I'm sure Al Golden feels like the Notre Dame man can handle a defense that may be complicated or whatever may have you. But a lot of that comes to experience. I always believe, even in preparing for a game, the Mm -hmm. more – information the better and the more the game plan and the more detailed and oriented and the more involved uh that i enjoy about the game you know obviously you know simple can be uh better and and when you play simple you play a lot faster but some of these teams like that we're going to face this year which when the talent is of equal level you're going to need some coaching you're going to need some different calls you're going to need some things where Guys have to put their football IQ against the other guy when the talent and athleticism is matched and, and be the better man. And I think that's kind of what Tommy was trying to do offensively. Uh, guys are coming along. But defensively, I think having a second year at it with young, talented guys coming in, I think the guys that are there now can lead by example and have a better fit and knowledge of a defense that I think they can get. You know, that double safety blitz is a wild one but I don't think it'll look like last year either, especially running with the same guys. I don't care if I ever see another double safety blitz. (laughs) You got to have dudes, though. (laughs) Man, that double safety blitz is still like a nightmare. And I'm sure I'm not the only one. I think a double safety blitz is smart if they they time it well and you have good – uh, one-on-one coverage on the outside. Your linebacker's got to be wise enough to get under a throw long enough. Like, they don't have to be over on top of the throw if they're running vertical. Mm-hmm. Just just be in the passing lane, you know. Be, be, be ready to snatch something coming out quick, but your safeties can't be 10 yards deep on the snap either. That's the thing. 
I don't know, left. I see no need when you have the two defensive backs that you have on the outside. I see no need to take as many risks. Maybe, well, maybe with your linebackers, but not with your safeties. Well, think about the game. We was we was running through holes, missing tackles, not hitting home with the linebackers. He's like, man, we got to get somebody home. And maybe he thought the safeties was the athletic replacement for the linebackers that wasn't getting any pressure. I mean, the D-line wasn't getting any pressure either, so he probably thought adding somebody faster to a rush could get C.J. off his timing. But, man, C.J. turned it on in the fourth quarter, and that's exactly why he should be before Will left. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky Lucky Podcast. I know one thing. As a defensive coordinator, you need to identify – the people that know how to blitz. That's right. Everyone does not know how to blitz. That's why we got a, I think that's why we got our safety. Uh, no. Ramon Henderson knows how to blitz. Xavier Watts can blitz. Maris Leofile is not good at blitzing. Maris Leofile needs to redefine his role in the position. So he just needs to strictly be what? A defensive end? A run stopper. <laughs> a weak side wheel run stopper. Don't even worry. Don't even play outside the box. Just make sure you make the tackles when they come to you and rally tackle when they get outside of you. But playing that pass coverage and all that, I don't think that's his strength. That's interesting you should say that. You don't think so, huh? But Maris Leofile is just in a position where he's faced with playing with guys who are, as a group, getting more athletic than he is. So Maris Leofile four years ago would be impressive when he first popped on the scene. But now we got guys like Jay Nosberry and and uh, Jalen Sneed and Prince Colley and Nolan Ziegler, guys that can fly around that we're more excited about in a sense because they're the new, the new puppy in town. So I think Maris has to find his J.D. Bertrand role and, and just really focus on how to be an integral part while not being the, the main attraction as well. I can see that. So we talked about J.D. Bertrand needing to step up or he needed be, needing to be surrounded. I mean, you're talking about putting Maris at the wheel on the weak side. That's, that's not surrounding him with superstars, in my opinion, at the linebacker position. You don't think he would be surrounded with – if you put a – well, who would you have at the middle? You have what, Nolan Ziegler or something, or Prince Colley? Yeah, no, JD, JD Bertrand is started in the middle. We already know that. So they moving him from nickel to middle. Nickel. I thought he was playing a nickel come down, run box type of run. Look, I didn't know he's playing the direct middle. Who JD Bertrand? He was playing a direct middle. Yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I thought he was all because I always seemed like okay, that makes sense in the Purdue game or the Cal game when he got the pass interference, he was playing the middle. 
I thought he played outside or something. I thought Prince Collie would play in the middle. He would play outside. Well, yeah. a lot of people are concerned about Prince Collie's weight. You know, he's only like 215 right now, I believe. Oh, yeah, never mind. So, down to down, can he hang in there at 215? No. <laughs> I wouldn't count on him. You need a nice, what would you say, 240? Do you? Do I see a lot of a lot of linebackers going to the NFL that played at 220, 225 in college? Really? That's pretty standard. I thought 240 is where you wanted, or is that 2000s linebackers? I mean, yes. You you trying to get your inside linebacker to be 240, 250. Dude. 215 uh, it sounds light for the for it to be the middle, though. I want to say Brian Erlacher played it like two. Two thirty-five. That is, yeah, he was like 240, 245. 215 just too little for me personally. Manta was what, 225, 230? I mean, that's what I'm saying. You can get away with 225, 230 in college on the interior. Now it's about 235, about 230. Tavon was about 230, 235. But, I mean, Prince Collie adds a different dynamic also with his speed and power. I think having him and, and Jalen Sneed out there is, is is dynamic for the run game. Yeah. I think that would be a limiting factor in getting under 100 yards averaging to your backup running back that seemed to be – Doing work on us every game. Yeah. Yeah. And then got a Xavier Watts coming down or a Ramon Henderson coming down. And Mike Huff, I see your comment. We're not talking. We're talking about transition. College. Brian Erlacher wasn't 260 in college. He was playing safety at like 220, 225. When he got to the Bears, he got up to about 240, 235, 240. Later in his career, he might have got up to about 250, 260. But when he transitioned to the NFL, Brian Erlacher was still about 240 at at his heaviest. Playing middle linebacker. And the game was different back then. It wasn't today's NFL back then. It was still heavy run. Man, you could use a 240 linebacker about now. If Prince Collins was 240, he'd be a monster. I just feel like 240 right now is too much, dude. Especially if not, especially if you're playing inside. Who is he? What is what does he have to worry about? He's playing the middle. Everything, everything should be forced back inside anyway. Outside run should be forced back inside. He just coming downhill, cleaning stuff up, holding it down in the middle when they try to mm-hmm. spread us out. 
especially if we got light in the pans D lineman. So let me check this. Because like Prince Kali isn't like an Isaiah Simmons. You know what I mean? Like Devin Lloyd, Devin Lloyd, his last year at Utah was 232. And Devin Lloyd's a monster. That's what I'm saying. But he was 232 as a senior. As a yeah, okay. That's or oh, what well, well, Prince Kali is a red shirt junior right now. Yeah. He should be up there in that. As a red shirt junior, you're tripping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All that good old food up at training table, man. I know they own you about the weight. All them yeah. peanut butter, chocolate shakes. Yeah. After man, come on, man. Yeah, I tell you, I was 185 my first spring semester. Coming in by the end of spring, going into fall camp, I was like 205. Then the next year I was 215. Then next year I was 225. I was big. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Red shirt junior year, I was maxed out about 235, 230. So come on, I can't be bigger than Prince Prince Collie. Well, uh, I'm sorry to tell you that you might be in that position, bro. <laughs> I, know, I, I know I was nice back then. Usu was at 215. as a senior, bro. But that's okay because he playing in space and he was just a freak athlete, you know. So I think Nolan Ziegler right now is at like 230. So he should be ready to play. And Nolan Ziegler is like 6'3". Right. 6'3". He, he a monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nolan Ziegler ready. I, he was ready when I saw him in spring – uh spring ball last year oh my goodness he was like he's like lanky so i'm i know he getting sideline to sideline for sure and i'm trying to see here jd bertrand is listed at 228. see that's why i said you may not be the the best on the defense but that's an integral nice size and weight that you should have on your defense as some as some position. He just can't be the reason why we lose games. If he's not the reason why we lose, I think he'll be a, have a great season. The team's not out there <laughs> going empty, trying to line him up against a running back out wide <laughs> like they did last year and just throw go routes inside, I think we'll be all right. Yeah, that that – that is interesting, though. That'll be very interesting. I know Ohio State linebackers in that 230 range. All them suckers are big. I remember playing Northwestern when they had Trevor Simeon. I thought their linebackers were as big as their D-linemen. <laughs> <laughs> they were so big. Like, it was – they even had, like, a 225 safety – or two like a 220 safety at the time. Like, oh my gosh, Northwestern was huge. 
I'm like, oh, there's that. They had to be. They were slow, but I mean, man, they were some monsters. So the linebacking core, most might say, really need to be the next level group to step up besides the defensive backs. You talked about it, being able to hold teams under 100 yards. Heck, I would like it if they just hold the backup running back down this season. If they could just do that in comparison to what they did last year. But just moving forward, I think the sophomore class is about to step forward. You saw Jalen Sneed get his run in the bowl game. Nolan Ziegler got run at the end of the year. Uh, question for Nolan Ziegler, according to most inside the building, is about him getting up to weight, getting his weight up. So I think he's up to about 230 now. Time to see some of these young guys roll left. Yeah, I mean, you know, the game is changing. <laughs> I guess. I liked it when guys were heavier. I thought the game was a lot more authentic. Left still wants linebackers run, walking around at 6'3", 265. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look at Georgia's football team. Everybody on that team is at least 6'3", 265. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude, but N'Kobe Dean was N'Kobe Dean was like 220. Okay, but N'Kobe <laughs> Okay, the difference the difference with N'Kobe Dean, he was a six-year, you know, the man knew every part of the game, you know. He had them special qualities, which a J.D. Bertrand should be. <laughs> Look, I just think the linebacker position today is totally different. I don't need my linebacker to be 240. I'll take Devin Lloyd at 230 all day, every day. See, that's what uh, Alabama does. Alabama would take a Logan Diggs. Logan Diggs what about 220, 230, turn him into a linebacker and be a monster. RGS may be, RGS may be a linebacker. He'd be a monster too. RGS may be about 240. Something crazy. He about 245, look like. <laughs> Aldrick might get up to about 250 before it's all said and done. <laughs> Easily. Easily. Man, Lucky Lefty Podcast. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.